Looking for work? Better pay? Better work environment? We can help. Call Kelly Jobs today at 502-425-7131 to speak with a recruiter today. Score a better job with us. Call 502-425-7131 or visit kellyjobs.com. That's kellyjobs.com. Tired of jumping from job to job? How about a career in a recession-proof industry where you can make a difference and help create a healthier living and working environment? The pest management industry gives you the opportunity to work with more independence. OPC Pest Services will give you a chance to grow with advancement. Come be a part of our team at OPC Pest Services. Apply online at opcpest.com careers. That's opcpest.com careers. For the drive with Mark Ennis, presented by Fitness Market on 93.9 The Ville. Fitness Market is Louisville's premier location for home and commercial fitness equipment and electric bikes. Find them online at thefitnessmarket.com. Now here's Mark Ennis and Tyler Griever. Welcome back into the drive here on 93.9 The Ville. Mark Ennis, Tyler Griever, the phone lines, they are open now. If you want to get in here, you're welcome to do so. 8150-939. Every time I turn around, Duke is scoring again. They're up by 27 uh, against Pitt. Going to be kind of a thud for Pitt at the end of the year, but a big turnaround for them either way. No, it's a huge – yeah, I mean, I, I think that they've kind of gone through it under Capel for a few years, and this is really the – the quote-unquote i don't know if i want to use breakout because i don't think they're that good or great of a team but they're definitely better than they've been in in recent years so he he needed a season like this uh having said that i still think losing by they're down by 25 right now with about 13 minutes left in the they're second down half. 30 at the moment it's 74 44 oh moment. okay then my this tv in here is behind yeah, you're down <laughs> a little bit. i'm behind so yeah uh not going well to not entering the tournament with any uh you know momentum so to speak 8150 that's uh, the number if you want to get in here 38 31 939 kind of a, a an eventful like a, a very very news filled kind of world of of, uh, of college basketball here and you've got a roster for louisville being made over and i think the makeover plans for kenny and this staff are, are going to be daily you know, we've talked about them wanting to make sure and feel like they have a plan exactly and they know what they're going to do and all that sort of thing. I don't want that plan, though, in terms of adding guys in particular, to be too rigid because the the college basketball like scene is very fluid. You know, mm-hmm. I don't I don't know that anyone knew, for instance, that the Texas Tech was going to run Mark Adams out of there. Uh, and, and everything that was going on there. Jamie Dixon's in some hot water, or at least a little bit, accused of some pretty yeah. heinous stuff there uh, at TCU. And, of course, you've got Ole Miss that fires Kermit Davis, and now they've got, you know, their their signees are, are hitting the portal immediately. Like, it's got to be a little part of the problem of, uh, or not problem, but, like, the challenge of recruiting and getting people to commit and with you is, you know, when you take somebody, that's with basketball, you're not taking somebody else. And so I do hope that while they, I want them to be decisive and I want them to find guys that I think are bonafide, without question, going to be able to help this team and that fit and that they know them. And I don't want I don't want it to be too 
eager to get it done so that people will calm down and maybe miss out on some guys who might come open here. Yeah, I, I think the key right now is is figuring out how how doable some of your your targets really really are at the, at this moment in time. Like you come up with your wish list, or so to speak, or lack of a better word, if there's a more proper term for it here, then feel free to throw it at me. But um, and then you go down it and see, okay, does that guy like what what's what's the situation where that guy's at right now? Are they you know, are they going through a coaching change? Are they anticipating a coaching change? Did they not get a lot of playing time and they want more? Did they, is this guy just a really good player on a really bad team and he's looking for a bigger opportunity or a really good player on like a mid-major who wants bigger exposure? You know, you have to have all of that set, ready to go. Um, in terms of some ideas, uh, I think that's something that, you know, the listeners can help with if you want to call or or text with a player you would like to see play for Louisville if you think it is realistic in the transfer portal. I think Mark and I are interested in hearing what uh, your thoughts are on that. Uh, I shared one earlier on, on Twitter from you know something Nick Coffey is that he put out a picture of Davion McKnight from Western Kentucky. Uh, he's a Collins alum, local kid who has had a very good career at Western so far. Um, I have no inside information on, you know, what his plan is after this season. Western has obviously, uh, I think, been worse than people expected them to be with the amount of talent uh, that they've had while also dealing with, uh, you know, Rick Stansberry had to be out for a while due to his health. Um, But if he does have any, like, desire to maybe leave, I think that's a guy who perfectly fits what Louisville needs on this team. Uh, I think Davion's a, a tough guard who consistently you know what you will get each and every game. It's something that Stansberry's praised him for in the past and, and many others have as well. Uh, he's somebody who, if you did get L back, I think he could play with L and be more of a ball handler uh, to alleviate L and let L be a scorer like he has shown he can be. Uh, that's one that that makes a lot of sense to me. Uh, again, if if he wants to leave, I have no idea. I think they play tonight. They play Florida Atlantic, who's the best team in that conference. Uh, so their season could end tonight. Um, but that that's an obvious one for me, where I'm like, I think that kid could really help. You know, I I, I think it's worth having kind of a global discussion. It seems to me like in terms of guys that you're going to bring in from the portal. Uh, they all like none of them can really be projects like I think your portal guys by and large have got to be able to help you day one but it seems to me like not just those guys being able to help you in in the obvious ways that this team their biggest problem was the emotional expenditure that it takes to work to work hard enough all the time in the game and in practice to where you can play what we have all come to really understand is Louisville basketball. Yeah. And I would I would think like the number one thing I'm looking for with the guy is that he has got to be a worker. The, like these players that, that come in here, either the freshmen or the transfer guys, have got to, to outright, downright delight in everything that it looked like this team hated this year it has to look 
night. I don't want incremental differences and incremental improvements in working. I want that to be night and day, day one. Yeah, I think it's a baseline expectation for next year. There, there were too many times and too many scenarios where you could just point to some tangible things on the court and be like, look, this doesn't look aggressive enough right now. This doesn't look bought in right now. Again, I'll use the word disconnect in terms of what's expected and what's actually going on uh, and who that ultimately falls on between the coach and the player. I think there's blame to be shared on both sides with that. Uh, but that cannot be something that is in question again next year. Uh, I think that would be one of the things that could be an immediate turnoff for people in terms of uh, trying to to get them to buy into any sort of progress or a step forward. That that cannot be an issue again. And look, it was an issue this year. You know, it would be well. I don't. I don't know. I guess maybe the frustrations would have been different. I'm gonna. I'll say something. You tell me if you think it's true or not. I think. It's not just the bad record, but the like the bad was bad. How bad the bad was? Yeah, it was. Was, was kind of an exponential factor. And if if Louisville was four and twenty eight, but instead of eighteen of those losses being by double digits or whatever it was, if they had twenty one score losses, that was just agony. Don't you think people would in some way feel better about this season? That it's not just that they lost these games; it's that they were out of it almost from the get-go in so many of them. Yeah, I think it would have changed some of the discussion. I think, again, a great example of that is I talk about that that stretch of the schedule where they played some tough teams. They only won one game in that stretch between, uh, what was it, Miami, Duke, uh, Clemson uh, for the 2013 team being back. They win that game. There was another game that I'm forgetting about off the, the top of my head at this moment in time. I'll pull it up. But it's... Like those games, people saw some fight and some pushback and uh, all like incremental improvements that you could say, okay, there's something to work with there. Like I can at least deal with that at a basic level. Um, but you can't be getting trounced in ACC play. Like routinely getting beaten by double digits is just something that, number one, this program has really never known like or if, if it has known, it has known it has not you know it knew it a very very long time ago it wasn't any time recent so i think that that's what was so off-putting to people was that yeah maybe you didn't expect the best results going in the year but you just didn't expect to be getting absolutely routed in in so many games yeah and that's where i think that i'm more inclined honestly to believe that so many of the issues were between the ears with the players and that doesn't mean that the that the the coaches did a good job with them because I don't I don't think they did a good job this year, uh, and, and I don't. That's not the same as saying they should be fired or they shouldn't have the job or any of that. Like I'm not doing any of that stuff. But they didn't do a good job coaching this group, whether they could have had a better group or not. And I'll stand by that to the end. I don't think they did a good job uh, this year coaching the guys they ended up with, however they ended up with them. But it seems to me like I don't really know. If a coach can really ever put into a guy a, a, a work ethic, a, you know, they can demand it, but I don't think they can they can produce it. And where I, th- I think the big 
error that happened this year was maybe be partly or largely because they didn't have a lot of options, but there was a lot of like bad work behavior that got tolerated this year. And it just there can't it has to go from sixty to zero next year. There can't be any. Yeah, and and you have to but again I think that again comes back to again, again, I'm gonna keep saying again. Again, uh, again. Yeah, all the time. But it comes yep. back to the roster construction as a whole. Like you you No, ha- you asked for people to text in, my man wrote a book. Oh wow! <laughs> really? Who did? And he said, "Hey guys, I've been researching oh guys my all season." Oh my goodness! Holy crap! There's a wow. lot going on here. I don't think we can get all that in there. No, no that's a that's well a, done, sir. Thank that, you. That's a substack. Madam, that's a substack post right there. <laughs> anyway, here's my substack. <laughs> yeah, yeah exactly. this is linked to that. Um, but no, it's it, it comes back to the roster construction of like you need to to have to be able to have to have some depth. Man, to, so if if one guy's not meeting your expectations, like you got to be able to be confident in somebody else uh, coming off the bench. And I think if that might have been what happened at some points this year, like you know, a lot of us talked about with uh, obviously we don't we don't know what was fully going on with with Sidney Curry, and he obviously took a huge step back, and then later in the season, you know, Emmanuel Corfor goes down, and. I think by the end of the year, you can see how many minutes Sid played, and you can probably connect some dots that if Okorafor was healthy, we would have seen him out there playing the minutes that Sidney was leaving behind out there. Like I, I think that we would have seen maybe some more of Emmanuel Okorafor and Brandon Huntley Hatfield together, or Okorafor and Trainer, whatever. It, it we that would have been a little different. Eighty-one fifty. 93.9, that's the number if you'd like to get in here. 3831, 93.9 for the UPS Jobs text line. I, I just want to go back, like, more than anything, you, the the work ethic, the delighting in the grimy stuff, uh, the, the understanding and the tolerating of little things. You know, there's a reason that it's like if he who's faithful in little things can be trusted with, with big things. A very important person once said that. And it's one of the reasons why I did not just gloss over or roll my eyes at or dismiss the Nike shoes on the coaches show thing. I don't think it's a big deal. But it's not nothing. Hmm. And what it, it, it is, I would much rather sort of roll my eyes at, at coaches who make a big deal about every freaking little thing. You know, I can remember once what, at a football practice. Actually, Bobby talked to me before. He, I think this is well before he hated me. <laughs> <laughs> but talking at uh, at practice and him stopping mid-sentence to walk over and correct the punter where his hands were when he was dropping the ball after catching the snap. You know, and, and you would think like where. Does it really matter where his hands are when he drops the ball? But he stood there for a, a good 10 minutes. Yeah. And just kind of, well, he destroyed this freaking punter. But the kid was doing it wrong. And it, it was such a minute thing. But when you have a coach that, that is this fanatical about every little thing like that, you know, there's I think there's a confidence that comes with it. When the players know, like, uh, I, I can't mess up anything. I've got to be serious about everything. And that was what bothered me most about that is that it was just more of a, hey, this is sort of manifesting some some attention to detail things that 
this team needs so much more than that. I would I would think that the expectation would be if we're going to stink, every little thing we do has got to be buttoned down perfectly. And if it stinks, it stinks. But we're going to do everything we can and control everything we can exactly right. And they didn't do that. No, they didn't. And I think you're in any situation, you can trace a lot of confidence back to how well prepared you are for anything. And you fall back on the, the details no matter what it is you do for a job. And clearly that did not sink in throughout the season um but but i think this is what the crux is for year two it's like if if you see those same problems flare up again with a roster that we have every indication is going to look completely different then it's hard to put that on the players there because there's only one constant here for next year so if I think what what you're getting at is is those those basic level things that maybe everybody just took for granted, whether it's uh, effort, attention to detail, uh, pride, all those things, like it has to be noticeable from day one of next year, or else th- those questions are are going to rightfully come back up again. Yeah, I think those things are going to be an issue, and I always think about this too. Uh, the, the number of times that Luke talked about, uh, and I just saw him on TV with Carlos Boozer's unbelievable beard. Yeah, I saw like, that as well. Incredible. Okay. Uh, the number of times that Luke talked about all of the things that drove all of us nuts all year, probably drove the coaches nuts too, uh, they take root or they are not rooted out in practice. And I, I think it is not a surprise that in just about every crucial situation this year where Louisville needed something with some pressure on them, that they didn't, they didn't get it, that, it grew, that these were situations they just couldn't possibly have been prepared for via practice. You know, it's the, there's that old corny kind of a coaching cliche or whatever but it's true that you know i want us to go so hard in practice that games are you look forward to it you know that it's a it's a relief it's not it's a breeze and the, the, Tyler, there's no way that practice was a breeze or excuse me the games were a breeze compared to practice this year it can't have been that way and it has to be yeah it's it's a look in the mirror type of moment where for kenny and the staff of like and i think this is what maybe turned off some people the other day after the the responses to some of uh, Brooks Holton's questions with Kenny. And I think some people took that as, okay, there's like, there's not an acknowledgement here that anything like went wrong. Like actually everybody did, you know, great. And it'll just, it'll just be better next year. And it's like, well, you know, no, that, that can't really be the takeaway or approach from uh, Kenny and the staff. Of course it can't. Like, if you can't see all the issues that happen and recognize that something along the way just fell off, then you're not having an honest assessment of, of what's going on here. Um, and that's even acknowledging the, the, the player's role in this, because, again, everybody does have a role in it. But now, when, when you are so uh, dependent on the big picture and, and want to keep talking about it, like, well, now is the time to fully lay that big picture out and hit it as hard as you can because any semblance of this sticking around for next year is going to be immediately and rightfully met with some criticism. 
Well, and I think what I don't, what we can't ever happen again. We talked about this a little bit on the football side with them doing a good job last year of you know guys finally kind of developing to where there was no Jack Fago, you know, a and there's nothing wrong with him, but like a, a walk on who was playing because he really had to. You want your walk ons to be like somebody messed up in recruiting because this guy shouldn't be, this guy shouldn't have been a walk on, but you certainly had guys last year or this year, excuse me, for, for basketball, who played because somebody has to play. And, and if nothing else, like you want to set the bar as low as it can be, but it's a start, and it'll be, it'll, it, would, it would represent an improvement. And that's no one can play for Louisville next year, not a minute. Not one person, not a minute, barring emergency. No one can play because they have to play next year. We need to yeah. the, the roster needs to be to a place where you can choose who plays and when and how much every time next year has to. Well, yeah, and it's 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 a situation where everybody should be pretty well well aware that nobody's entitled to any role or minutes or anything like that in this situation. Like when when you have to take a a drastic leap forward, all of that has to be earned and be pretty clearly defined of what's expected of of what you're bringing to this team like that that's a that's a huge adjustment for not only the guys who would be coming in but also uh the guys who could possibly come back it's okay maybe you got used to being a top option on you know just let's let's just use l as an example for the record who i again i've i've said on here many times i think l handled a really difficult situation uh as well as he could he played a ton of minutes he was asked to do a ton of things and yeah i think you're gonna lack somewhere in your game where people point out the defense when you have to do that much um but a guy like him if he decides to come back decides the pros are not for him whatever uh he'll have to accept that like yeah you're not you're probably not going to score as much if we can get some of the guys that we want. But it doesn't mean that you're not going to be a big part of this team. It's just you might not just be the the alpha in this, the the absolute top option, if that makes sense. You gotta you gotta yes. accept that you played well in that regard, but if this team's going to win and change drastically, this is what we need from you. Yeah, listen, I, I think you're 100% right about that. And that's the delicate uh, difficulty, I think, that Kenny and the staff face in trying to figure out who on this roster. You heard Kenny you know, talk about going through each guy and can you do this, can you can you wear the uniform for us, et cetera, is you've got to – I think just about everybody that you would want to come back, and there aren't tons of them, but of the people that you would want to come back, I don't think that you would want them in the role – that they played this year, no. almost any of them. You, Mike James, maybe is the only guy whose role would basically be about the same. But even then, you'd want less uh, from them. And, and I think, for Kenny's sake and for the for clarity's sake, if there's any kind of debate about whether a kid ought to come back or not, uh, the fact that you're going to be asking these guys to do less and to have more competition, I would err on the side of just encourage them to go elsewhere and and start fresh. Yeah, I've, I think it, it becomes a com- like how much of a clean slate do you really want to start yeah. with? Um, I, I'll take that another step though. I mean, I think JJ Trainer showed. I think his role could be pretty similar if if he's back at Louisville. Like, uh, I think he could either be. 
I, I don't know if he'll start, but as, as a big who can, you might be right. Yeah, uh, as a big who can offer you some some length, some athleticism, some finishing around the rim, things of that nature. I thought he took big steps forward there, and look, obviously he can still get better too. I mean, his shots kind of inconsistent. Like he can hit from pretty open looks, but even he admitted that he was encouraged to go to the paint more as opposed to shoot as many threes, which I agreed with. Uh, but I would think his role would be pretty similar if he came back, and that's not a bad thing at all. Um, I think J.J. showed, and I've said this before, that that he should have played more under under Chris and his staff, but there was obviously a, some sort of disagreement between him and the staff about what he could do and what he knows he can do. So um, that was one of the few positives to come out of this year was seeing that J.J. has a lot that he can bring to a team. Let's get uh, Damian in here. And if you want to follow Damian, the number is 8150-939. Damian, welcome into the drive on I Thunderbolt. What's up, buddy? Hey, guys. Thanks for taking my call. Um, I had a quick question. Um, well, kind of really a statement. The guy out of Western, if he does leave, uh, how many years of eligibility will he have? That's a great uh, question. I want – this is so off the top of my head, so don't take me at my word for this. He I, is a sophomore. Yeah, so I think he would have two – yeah, I'm pretty sure. Okay. Uh, well, the reason why I'm bringing that up is because it seems like that, you know, from what I'm reading on the message board and what people are saying and what Flowers, uh, Trenton Flowers, if he were to commit next week, is saying, he's saying that he's being recruited by Arkansas, and I think he said Louisville as a point guard like the gentleman that played for Arkansas this year, Anthony Black. So he would be a six seven, six eight point guard. Now, I don't know if he could play point guard or not, but I think that's what he's being recruited as. So if you were to get him and the guy out of Western and Scott Clark, that would be a good nucleus, and then you would have L if he were to come back. That's four good guards right there, potentially. But I would feel more comfortable if we got another guard. But the, but the problem that I would have is, you know, it seems like last year Kenny was shooting for the moon for some players that – he had no business knowing that he was going to get. And we let players like the guy out of Ohio State, Sean, uh, I think his name Sean Easton, or, or McMillan, excuse me, uh, go to, uh, to uh, Ohio State and the guard that's playing at Missouri now. Sean so East went to Missouri, yeah. Sean East yeah. Missouri. Yeah, so I hope that Kenny, and, you know, I, I'm, this is really just a hope, I hope he doesn't foolishly let this potential uh, transfer from Western go away if he wants to come here, if he says no, we can get somebody better, because I feel like it would be an arrogant and a stubborn thing for him to do, and that press conference does not make me feel well on that uh, as far as like his, his his seemingly arrogance on not wanting to change. So I just want your all's thoughts on that, uh, and also, if Flowers were to come and he were to wanted to play point, I think that would be a really, really good matchup as a 6-8 point guard. Uh, what are your all's thoughts on that? Thanks for taking my call. Appreciate it, uh, Damien. As far as like what you know, which guys the coaches want, you know, for the sake of coachability, Tyler, and the incessant kind of is it the players or is it the coaches thing that has you know dominated really this whole season. I would, you know, I know Damien's sort of worried about taking or not taking someone in the name of pursuing somebody else. I don't. I want the coaches to go for exactly who they want, and if they think. Davion McKnight is the guy, uh, and Trenton Flowers is the guy. Do it. Like I, the only thing I'm I'm pleading with all sports-related deities for is that this roster takes away all of the 
excuses and mitigating circumstances. That the roster is everybody that Kenny wants, everyone that Kenny sought after, and that anything that's wrong with them is his fault. So that we can just have a year where we figure out what we've got as a coach because the roster is the guys that he wants. So the truth, like, I'm not demanding that he sort of go for this guy over that guy. I just want him to sit down and tell us, here are the guys that are coming. I want them. The rest is on me. Yeah, it, it's it's drawing an, an accountability line there. And that's something that I think Damien also hit on in terms of some of the answers the other night, which I don't think went over well really at all. I don't expect them to go over well at all um the, I'll, I'll wrap on this before getting on that a little bit more you know with Davion like we're we're spitballing here I just want to make yeah. that clear like I have no idea what the the situation is there I've just seen him play a lot and I think he was underrated as a recruit and is showing I mean we're talking about a guy this season just for those not familiar Davion's played 33 minutes a game he's averaged 16 points four assists five rebounds and two steals a game I mean, that's pretty well balanced. And he shot 46% from the field. And last year, he put up very similar numbers and actually averaged six assists per game while playing more minutes. He's a good player. He's a good college player. He's tough. Uh, that's the type of profile I think Louisville needs out of a guard uh, for next year, even if L does decide to come back, even if they get Trenton Flowers to reclassify. The, getting a, a veteran-type presence like Davion has I think would be very valuable but um, on, on the comments the other day though you know I haven't really gotten to talk on here since that happened since I do the show on Thursday but yeah I don't think there's any way around it that like I thought it was bad look for Kenny all the way around I've I've asked some questions of him that I knew were going to be a little bit more difficult and I've never heard that tone out of him before I thought that was something that took took me aback a little bit there was clear frustration that i think he he's been frustrated before this year but he's never like really like taken it out if that makes sense in a public setting yep. like that um well, let's um hey let's let's take ryan here yeah, yeah yeah take a break and we'll come back and we'll and we'll get into those comments a little bit now with a, with another day to sort of sit on them yep uh and respond to a little bit of that uh, as well here but let's get ryan in here real quick ryan thanks for waiting buddy welcome into the drive what's on your mind bud so I, I, I just got off work and tuned in. So I, y'all may have already touched on this, but uh, I'm concerned with how we heard about culture and culture and culture and culture over and over again all year long. And then the one guy who did show a little bit of that culture, L. Ellis, uh, walks off the floor the other night with 30 seconds still on the clock. You know, goes back to the tunnel. Um, and I've, I've read some things, and I've, I may have overlooked it, but it seems like that's not really getting brought to the surface enough. And um, you know, you got your, your your number one guy, the guy you leaned on all year, and like I said, the the one guy on the team that kind of showed that culture Kenny Payne's wanted to create, and he's walking off the floor after being subbed out in the last game of the year. But uh, I'll let you guys, guys answer that or uh, fire away on that. Yeah, appreciate it. I mean, look, I, I'm going to – None of there isn't one player really on the roster that I thought was just like balls to the wall all year, like I'd love to see. But L was the most, and I think he did kind of immediately address that and said, "People saw me walk down the tunnel, but they didn't see me come right back and shake everyone's hands." Like he he turned around and came right back. I didn't I didn't think it was that big of a deal. Did you? No, I, I didn't. I mean, I I think L out of anybody, not only was a guy who 
had to wear a lot, but you could tell emotionally how much it frustrated him. So at various points in time, and and you saw it even in moments of celebration too, with like when you know when he did the dunk against Clemson, I. I thought that was as much of an express of like, geez, man, I gotta, I'm, I'm releasing this because this year has been so hard, and I'm actually just gonna enjoy this, this one night that felt a lot different than others this year. Um, it doesn't absolve him of anything. I think at times, you know, Kenny talked about that he needed to be a little bit more emotionally balanced as a leader and a point guard to be able to to kind of set a tone and a standard, which is, you know, is partly what that that call was touching on. But I think the whole body of work. L did buy in and did get better, so I don't think he's a concern if, if he comes back next season. All right, let's take a quick break here and uh, and come back, and we'll we'll go back to the the post game comments here for just a second here and some additional thoughts on those. Yeah. Uh, on the other side here, we'll take your calls, your texts throughout on the drive on Thunderville. Be right back. Metro College is a program that helps students pay for tuition, and I didn't believe it. You have to work third shift, five days a week. It's a great and rewarding thing when you graduate. I would do it all over again, just like I just did. You know those buddies who magically become medical professionals when you're not at the top of your game? The ones who say, come on, muscle through it. But then also say, hey, you should probably see my specialist. Or surgery or pain meds. It's almost always false, false, and false. Athletico's physical therapists, the same therapists who work with professional athletes, can tackle those little aches and pains from the start before they become big ones. So next time, don't believe everything you hear. Instead, start with Athletico. Schedule your free assessment at athletico.com. You're listening to The Drive, presented by Fitness Market, right here on 93.9 The Ville. Now, here's Mark Ennis and Tyler Griever. Welcome back into The Drive here on 93.9 The Ville. Mark Ennis, Tyler Griever here on a Thursday, a Thursday here in the postseason. I did want to mention, uh, look, it hasn't always played out well uh, for Louisville, but I think right now, uh, it's worth pointing out that earlier today, Travis Branham, sort of one of the main guys uh, in the uh, the world of college basketball recruiting, did go ahead and lock in a prediction that Dennis Evans will commit to Louisville. And Tyler, I, I think you agree with me. Everyone's obsessed with guards, and I get it. I don't begrudge you that in the least. But in terms of things that could help this team right now, there are very few things I think that would sort of fundamentally make the team over more than having a guy who is just a, an instinctive kind of in his DNA shot blocker uh, with who also has the physicality to to go along with it and be able to to be that uh, against an opponent. This is huge for them. Okay, guys, uh, it looks like we just lost Mark for a little bit there. So we're going to try and get him reconnected here. Sorry about that for the technical difficulties. We I, I thought that maybe you guys could hear Mark and you just couldn't. You know, I just couldn't hear him, but we're working on getting him uh, reconnected back in here. So bear with us uh, for a little bit. We, we've been going over these like transfer portal options for Louisville, or you know who you would target or go after, things of that nature. Uh, but we were also going to get into uh, some 
some of the comments that Kenny made the R9. Mark, are you back with us? I am here. I was okay. saying uh, I, I did mention that Travis Branham uh, had just earlier today did put in a prediction that Louisville will get Dennis Evans. Uh, and that's in terms of things that will help Louisville tangibly, you know, right away, an instinctive and in, you know, kind of DNA level natural shot blocker. Yeah. It pro- it's probably the best thing they could get. No, yeah, it, it fills an immediate need. Like, uh, that's something that, at a very basic level, Louisville did not have this season. So even if Dennis Evans is going to have to grow as a player, if that's who's going to come to Louisville, he will at least, you would think, be able to give you that. And and that's better than what you had this year. So that's a step forward. Yeah, I, I look, I think being able to take some more chances defensively because somebody's there to erase some some uh, some shots. I mean, I it's been so long since Louisville really had an aggressive shot blocker and a guy who delights in it. And you know what I, you know that guy. You know what I'm talking about. When there's somebody who is like, I can block that shot. I'm going to block this shot all the time. Like I love that guy and Louisville could desperately use that guy because it it pays off like more than once like you obviously get the shot in question blocked but when you got a guy who blocks like some difficult shots and does it consistently and that sort of thing it makes people think twice yeah it does and someone also just texted in one that could also finish at the rim and i mean yeah that's definitely something that this team just a big with better hands too i've hit on that point so many times on here and i feel like i am not alone in noticing that louisville just hasn't had bigs with great hands the past couple of years and that's something you you desperately need on the backboard around the rim uh gotta have that yeah i think that you i agree with you you know the various things that kind of drive you nuts about a team i don't i don't i'm not a coach i'm certainly not a coach enough to where i think i could tell you definitively why this or that happens but it has been infuriating that in those times even where louisville has had good ball movement, you know, gotten the ball to a, a big in a in good position to do something with it, you get a fumbled catch, you know, a, a double clutch, and you have to stop and pick your dribble up and that sort of thing. You know, all of that you know, cumulatively happens two, three times in a game, but it's six or seven points that's off the board because it happens. Or it's two more turnovers than you ought to have had uh, because it happened. All that, it all adds up. It's how you lose 28 games. It's all of the, all those little things you fr- that frustrate you. Yeah, Louisville pretty much did all of them <laughs> this year. Like any little basketball thing that ticks you off as a fan added up to an avalanche of things that ultimately cost them the amount of games that, that they lost. And, that, and the, the hands of the bigs is just like one in a, in a laundry list of things we could go on about. But uh, no, I, I think Dennis Evans is, it, you know, obviously – we got to wait until that becomes like official or he signs. It seems the old all signs are pointing to this is the yes. way to, to phrase it, I guess. But that is a clear like, OK, that's a good step if it happens. What's your favorite uh, way to describe someone who is going to come, but it's not official yet? Is it they're in good shape? All signs are pointing to. Or how do you what's your your preferred way to say that the signs one is is pretty yeah. i enjoy that one i this makes me think of like when espn like forbid woge from 
you know, tipping yes. tipping draft picks in the yes. NBA draft. And so he just like he phrased it in so many different ways. It was hilarious. But that that's the exact thing that comes to my mind. When he was like strongly leaning toward yeah. picking Jabari Parker, whoever it was. Yeah, I, I love that uh, when it you happened. Will recall, this is in twenty eighteen when Woj was again told he was scolded for tipping picks. So he said uh, that, you know, the Sixers are enamored with Landry Shannon. Yeah. <laughs> Boston is tantalized by Robert Williams. It was so good. Portland has a laser on Anthony Simons. That was the best one. The laser was absolutely the pinnacle. The Spurs are fixated on Lonnie Walker. <laughs> I was waiting for courting like they were talking to yeah. a woman in the 50s. <laughs> They're focused on. That's so funny. Uh, Clippers selecting for the Hornets. Michigan State's Miles Bridges. That's lazy. That's the laziest one. Yeah. The Lakers are unlikely to resist. How do you like that? Unlikely to resist <laughs> Mo Wagner. Like a temptation or something. <laughs> <laughs> Just can't resist another sip of the of Lakers Mo Wagner. Rebuff. Mo <laughs> <laughs> they can't stop the feeling of Mark <laughs> The Lakers or the Utah Jazz have no plans to pass on Grayson Allen. <laughs> That's the best one. I like that one. The Lakers will not not pick Grayson Allen or whatever. That's so good, man. We need some of that. We need a little bit more of that. By the way, a texter texted and said, I won't believe it until he signs. That's fine. I totally get that. Uh, we, we were all a little jaded by uh, some of the more boisterous uh, supporters uh, of Kenny and how the, that was how recruiting would go off right off the bat uh, last year. I get that. Uh, but I, I do think that they are in a much better place and are, I think are doing a better job yeah. right now than they were a year ago. And Dennis Evans would be part of that. It would be a, a good first step. But I, I do want to respond to our, our last caller saying how some of the comments the other night, you know, turned them off and, and I think turned a lot of people off, rightfully so. Because, again, I, I think something that, I you know, if you're just tuning in before the last break, I was saying how there was just a tone with Kenny there that I had not heard really all season in, in terms of uh, – the I think you used the word incredulous the other day. Yeah. About yeah, this season was historically bad. It, one of the worst, not just for Louisville, but in the like the history of any Power Five team, it was that bad. You have to expect questions like that are are going to come. Like no matter no matter who you are, and and I say that as someone who I have never gotten the inclination that this was going to be a one-and-done year with how bad it went. I have always been given the feeling that Kenny was getting a second year. I've never operated under the notion that that was in jeopardy, but you still, it is a worthy question to ask at the end of the year. And I don't think it was asked in the best way, either one of them. Like, But I know Brooks. Brooks is a good dude and a good reporter and a good writer, and I think he was in an extremely difficult spot as well. Uh, because, you know, the nature, like, look, he was pretty much by himself in that room as, as a Louisville reporter. I think there were a few others there, but they were in the locker room. That's not an easy spot to be in, man. Like, being on the spot to ask those questions is difficult. Um, and, yeah, do I think he asked them in the best way possible? No, I don't. But I've also struggled asking a question before. I've been there. It's not easy. Uh, and maybe some of Kenny's reaction had to do with that i don't know to be honest uh but it doesn't change the fact that 
there has to be a little bit more awareness and accountability in an answer like that to say, yeah, look, we're evaluating everything. We need to look, and after a season like this, we need to look at anything possible that made it go this bad and try and correct it. You got to put all options on the table. You can say that while still being loyal and protecting your guys on the staff, which any coach is going to do in a majority of those situations. Yeah, I was disappointed that he seemed surprised by those questions. And I've heard, you know, some folks have seen some comments from people on uh, social media and such indicating that there like that, that that Brooks had asked it in some sort of gotcha way or sarcastic way. No, no, no. And I'm here to like if you think that there's any that there was any issue with the, like the form of the question, I think you're desperately wrong in in an effort to defend something that doesn't need to be defended the questions hard to follow a little a little but you knew what was being asked but there was nothing um trying to show kenny i've done that i not to kenny but i've we've all done that too uh, and we should try to avoid that we should ask good questions there's nothing wrong with the form of those questions that's what people want to know have you talked with josh about your future that's a fine question to ask. Other coaches got asked that question. New ones, old ones, guys in between, they all got asked the same questions. There's nothing wrong with those questions. Being asked about making coaching changes and such, that is standard your season is over questions. Yeah. And so there was – if anyone is telling you that the, like Kenny gets to be – how he was because of how it was asked that's nonsense and you know better than that yeah i, I i'm not again i this is not my time just to, to absolve i i thought the answers were just not good period like did not handle those well at all and when i first saw them because I, I think i was covering the the mail game that night it was the night of the seventh region uh title game and I read them, and I was like, "Woof, oh yeah, you gotta understand why you're being asked that." Uh, and then I heard them and watched them, and I thought it was different. Like I actually, I had felt, I had felt worse. I was like, "Oh wow, that actually sounds worse than it reads." Like the tone really set it for me there. Um, but I think it's it's one of those situations where, like, look, is it an end all be all thing? No. But is it something where you have to be able to handle? some tougher questions a little better than that yes no 100 percent, you do um and to answer somebody's uh text someone said tyler's gonna barge into the presser and be like you're gonna get fired bro no that is that is not the answer uh to that whatsoever my only thing is when it when you ask if i'm gonna put my my professor cap on for a second even though i I don't think I've earned that really. I, just, I have some skin in the game, but I'm, I haven't been doing it that long. Like those are questions you ask in a very direct manner. Like it's it's not a it's not something that takes a long setup. It's not something to, to kind of stumble through. Like it's it's straight on. Like it's it's direct, and you get to it because there's there's no beating around the bush when you're talking about stuff like that. Eighty-one fifty ninety-three nine. That's uh, the number if you want to get in here. Thirty-eight thirty-one. 939 for the UPS jobs text on a texture text it in this uh, can't just blame the expectations in terms of recruiting on KP supporters Travis Branham and others predicted DJ to the bill I totally agree we're all going to be burned for like a long time on the whole DJ Wagner thing and, and sort of how that seemed to go uh, the way that it did uh, but I that's gonna I think prove to be maybe the exception 
and that I think it's still okay to get pretty excited about when people who do this for a living are saying, I like, you know, compared to what I normally hear with other kids in other places and things like that, Louisville's in really good shape. I still think it's okay to be excited about that. Yeah, it's, uh, look, after the season you just had, you got to try and grasp on to some sort of hope or positivity this offseason. I I think everybody is pretty well aware of what the stakes are going to be in year two. I think everybody's bought into that. I think everybody knows that if it's anything close to this again, then there's a much longer talk that needs to be, or maybe not even a long talk at all, just like a, hey, like this just clearly is not working out. Um, but this this is the chance for some of those recruiting chops to to shine or really the, that's all you can really do to take any focus away from Ford in, in 28. That's, that's your only move at this point in the offseason, so that's what they got to do. It will be interesting to watch and see, though, how the – the the oppositional fringe i don't know the better way to really describe them but the the people who have been against everything from moment one and have every bad thing is the worst thing it could be and every good thing is just the exception that proves the rule all that sort of you you know i'm talking about all that but i i think you with with him it will be interesting to see what those people do if they do sort of get on a little bit of a roll here recruiting wise the truth is it's not it's never been as bad as like the worst has made it sort of out to be uh, and this will sort of give people a chance to maybe have some results in the middle to have to kind of deal with. Yeah, it's. Uh, I think all of this has to. I think the number one thing you and I always try to be on here is like we're we're trying to be as rational as possible when we're observing some of this. Like I, I don't think this is ever going to be the show where like if a kid signs, we're we're going to say, my goodness, this is the. LeBron to Louisville, everything is, you know, put the banner up now, all of that stuff. Like, I think we, we can be measured in what it, how a kid immediately helps, what the potential is, and what the staff still has to do to get that potential out of them. Like, there, there is a way to convey that. All right. Hour right. number two here in the books. We will come back here. We'll continue to take your calls, your texts on the other side here on the drive on I Thunderbolt. work better pay better work environment we can help call kelly jobs today at 502-425-7131 to speak with a recruiter today score a better job with us call 502-425-7131 or visit kellyjobs.com that's kellyjobs.com tired of jumping from job to job how about a career in a recession-proof industry where you can make a difference and help create a healthier living and working environment The pest management industry gives you the opportunity to work with more independence. OPC Pest Services will give you a chance to grow with advancement. Come be a part of our team at OPC Pest Services. Apply online at opcpest.com slash careers. That's opcpest.com slash careers.